You're now listening to the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast, episode 163. We're back on video. We did video again, and I'm joined by the homie G Curb. As always, Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast is brought to you by Drip Drop. That's right, Drip Drop. I've drank so much Drip Drop today that I feel like I should probably just go and like get like a tube that connects directly to the toilet because I had to pee so much. But that's a good thing because I'm hydrated. But Drip Drop was invented to treat dehydration in the most challenging circumstances. It's used by athletes, firefighters, military members, and it's used by the garage guys. Right now, like if I could, like what I would do is I would just take this and I would throw it to, throw it, throw it to G-Curb over there. But Who's to say he didn't get it? I don't know if he got it. But you know what? You can get some right now, you listening and watching, if you go over to DripDrop.com and use promo code GarageGuys20 at checkout. And we're also brought to you by Rotoballer. I don't know if you got to uh, check the papers today, but we were like the second-ranked article on Google, and we gave some of the best advice for NASCAR DFS for fantasy, uh, fantasy NASCAR, DraftKings, FanDuel, we had it all. You could have read it. If you did, great. Send us your tweets showing us all of the money that you want. If you didn't, boo you, shame on you. Good news. We'll be back for Wednesday, so be on the lookout for that. But you can use promo code GARAGE, and you will get a discount on your premium subscription at Rotoballer. So make that happen. G-Curb, my man, thanks, thanks so much for, for joining the show. I know that uh, you're probably just excited as I am for watching this NASCAR race today. It was one of – just just the feeling of having an actual race back is it next was. level. It was amazing. Uh, you know, 71 days without watching NASCAR live, actual real racing, not, not counting dirt racing and all that stuff, but like real cup racing, it was amazing. And it brought some good memories back today. The future is coming with some of the new drivers. Yeah, big time. We saw that huge in a big way. I can't wait to talk about uh, the two guys that really stood out the most. Um, but what I will say is, like, I mean, even though it was great, it's just it's still not going to be the same with the, without the fans there. And me and you both know that. And as me and you both being fans, we're also um, do some media for NASCAR. And that's mm-hmm. actually how we got to meet. So for you guys out there that may have never heard of G-Curb here, a uh, little backstory. I was working at Talladega with Roto Baller and Garage Guys. We were out there getting some footage. This was back in October, I believe. Yes. And um, and we were sitting across from each other in the media room. Me and me and him got to talking and bullshitting, and it just was uh, an electric factory. We just had a great yeah, yeah. conversation. We had some fun out there, and we saw each other around the track, and we definitely uh, we kept in touch. So now that uh, Garage Guys is Moving along a little bit, we're getting back into the next season. I figured that uh, figured it was time to bring you on here, man. You had to, you had a lot to say and uh, a lot of good insight as well. So excited! And you were also um, working with the radio show Rick and Bubba for a long time. Yes, uh, I was an intern with a uh, nationally syndicated uh, radio show called Rick and Bubba. Uh, that's not who I was working with at Talladega. I was actually working with uh, my college radio station, ninety one point nine WLJS down there. But I've always been a huge NASCAR guy, uh, Russell Branham who we both know really well. Russell (laughs) Russell is actually my, uh, one of my close friends from high school's son. So I've known Russell. So, so it's actually my, the teacher I was telling you about earlier, it's her ex-husband actually. So, yes. So So, so ties, there we go. Yeah. So we got the link. Yeah. So Russell, he's seen me growing up since ninth grade. And I was basically went to his office one day Actually, after I got broken up by a girl, after a girl broke me, me over text message, I actually went by his office. That's hard. And said, yeah. Well, I was like, huh, I got broken up. I'm going to go find something else to do. You know, NASCAR media? Sounds fun. Hell of a swing. <laughs> yeah. And then I got me like a, our secretary of state later that day. So, started the great day crappy in all on a high note. Yeah. You so, can't go wrong with that. Oh, definitely not. Uh, but – Russell, he's a really nice guy. He, he, 
He's one of the nicest guys I've met in media. He will help you. And like, I had a cold pass. He gave us cold passes to begin with. And he just saw us like watching cars go by into the pits and everything. I was like, he said, come back to my office real quick. He gave us hot passes. I'm like, oh, he says, don't make me look bad. <laughs> I was like, I'm yeah. not. Russell I'm, Russell has that way about him, man. I mean, he's like he's he's been nothing but extraordinary uh, to work with. And uh, the first time I got to meet Russell as well, man, just uh, I was I was there late writing an article, and um, he asked me. He was like, "Hey, we're about to close. Like, you know, how how much longer are you going to be?" And I'm like, "Oh man, I'm almost done." And that turned into a conversation where me and him, you know, I saw him at Daytona back in February, and you know, we hit it off really well, and just you know, got to catch up and chat. So um, definitely one of the awesome guys that work in PR and I'm still meeting a lot more of these guys as well too, but Russell's definitely the fave right now. Don't listen to this. If you're working with another track, you, you didn't but, hear that, but yeah, we, we love them all. Right. Yeah. We love them all. But Russell, <laughs> I have a personal connection with him. I always will have right. that with him. That's different. It's like family. I, my, my thing would have been is like, if you would have fucked up, like how, like, do you think he would have like whipped your ass like at the race? Like you were his child. Even after race, it was, like I still have a pool stick at his. I still have a pool stick at his house. Oh I left there two. I left there. I left there two. I left it there two years ago at his son's graduation party. I still haven't picked it up yet. But so like he could have like that's like a two hundred dollar pool stick. Yeah, it's like just a part of the collection now. He's just like, well, he's like pr- prices you pay. Like he said, every time he sees me, he says, you can come pick up a pool stick? It's like, yeah. Well, I live an hour away from him now, so I really can't go pick it up whenever I want to. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, it is what it is, man. I get it. But he's – yeah, he's he's definitely a stand-up guy. There's nothing that could, could turn me away from from that thought and that notion about him for sure. But hopefully we'll be getting to see him soon in October if we can get the fans back and the media definitely. back. So I'm uh, I'm rooting for that, man. But let's uh let's let's dive into this real quick man so today we went back to racing at darlington um we've had and you know a couple of days to prep these drivers really didn't have any time to prep they got out there without practice without qualifying and i retracted my statement about it being just like a crazy like you know wreck fest and like turn one um which we did have some action that wasn't that much longer after that but as far as like my initial thoughts on it I was uh you know I was a little bit uh, cautious but then I realized that you know what you know they, the way I when I saw them getting out there running on pit road I'm like okay they're gonna take this a little bit slower they're gonna try to get in the feel of it because you don't think about this but you know leading up to a race you've got guys practicing on the track qualifying the track has some wear on it there was nowhere on that track today whatsoever. They were out there. This was like a first time. And, and I think that the thing that was crazy about it the most is that it was almost like an entirely new product in a way. Yeah, I agree. Um, like, especially after uh, lap one, you saw how people were trying to adjust to it. And especially on Jimmy Johnson's record in his day, he basically bumps uh, Chris Buescher and is done for the day. Right. Like, and he did that to himself. He did that to himself. It's like he's not used to it. Uh, I think some of the people, some of the drivers, it came natural to it back to them. Like Matt Kenseth, he hasn't been in a race car since 2018. But I think some of the people who have been sim racing, all the iRacing stuff, kind of helps some of the other drivers. We'll talk more about that later, how iRacing could help. Yeah, for There's sure. a lot of stuff. That's really but, all so, they had. That's all yeah, they that's had all, going into this. Well, they've been practicing nonstop, all these guys iRacing every single hour of every almost day. Like Denny Hamlin, he's always iRacing. Yeah, William Byron, he has like a billion iRacing wins. Right. You know, so I racing, I say, helped a lot for these drivers to stay focused with the sport, say, practicing. Like, right. they had to practice. I bet some of these guys, most of these guys practice on Darlington track before they went to the, the track today. Right. Without well, a doubt. They had to get out there and run laps. That's the only way that, that some of these guys could have adjusted to it. And, I mean, you got your guys out there that get out there and they, they find a way and groove, like some more of the veteran drivers. But definitely, like, Byron – Hamlin, we know that those two guys are always going to be run, running them, and there's a lot of other guys out there too. But the uh, the the first wreck that happened from this race, <laughs> it had it was it was uh, you said it best. Storybook Stenhouse. Stenhouse. Storybook Stenhouse. <laughs> okay, we're on the lap one, and like even I didn't expect to see something like this happening because you know we all joke about Ricky, you know, wrecking you know, Ricky Rackhouse, whatever you want to call him. I like Storybook Stenhouse now. It's probably my new favorite. But <laughs> so he gets out there and he gets into like, what was it, turn two, turn, turn three? Turn two. Turn two, just takes himself out. Just bam, done. And I'm sitting there just, I'm in a moment of shock. 
and I'm looking at the TV and I'm like, this didn't just happen. Like that, it's too perfect. Like it can't happen this way. And it, like, that was it. Like, like he was, his day is done. It's like, he showed up and he's like, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> he's just like, I'm out. Like I'm going home. I got nacho right. fries to get. So true story. I was, we was watching the race at my camper at the lake and my little brother, Josh, he's, we're watching the race and they go out turn two and they're showing the leaders and he says, caution. And then right through says caution. They show R- Ricky, uh, Ricky Stenhouse crash. I'm like, Okay, Notre Dame, let's chill out for a second. (laughs) Romo. Yeah, look at him. A little Romo there. A little Romo action. Right. I'm like, when I saw it was Stenhouse, I was like, wow. Perfect. It just makes sense. Love it. It It makes sense. The perfect thing that could have happened to the return of NASCAR. Yes. You just can't win NASCAR back without uh, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. crashing. Right. And not even that. Kyle Busch failing failing tech. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) They go hand in hand. That made my day a lot better when he failed tech. Yeah, well, see, for us, too, like, it, it sucked because in DFS, like, I had him in a couple of lineups. But mm-hmm. anytime you hear that a driver's going to the rear, you get excited, especially a driver like him. Um, not every driver to the rear, but the, the big drivers, the guys that can win races mm-hmm. and that are proven. But he was scored from his original position, so that took away, you know, yeah. points from him. But we all know that he has what it takes to fight back. And, unfortunately, you know, he didn't have the best day that he could have had. His brother, on the other hand, uh, bush it real good. Um, he yeah. did really well. I was excited to see it for him. But the beauty of it is with the way that things are going to be lined up for Wednesday, Kyle will actually be a really good start. I want to say that he's starting from the same position that he started from today, which was like 28th possibly. So oh. if that's the case, then he's going to be another really hot fantasy play going into Wednesday. And other than that, Jimmy Johnson's wreck was kind of heartbreaking in a way because it's just like – Very heartbreaking. It sucks to see a driver like him have to endure some of the things he's endured, especially in his retirement year. But I mean, at the same time, it's just like, you know, people make mistakes and he's made a good bit of them. And it just seems like since Chad Knauss has been out of the picture, things Mm -hmm. have just not been right. When uh, you, you see the ally commercials before the race started, it was like the dear Jimmy Jimmy Johnson fan. Dear Jimmy. Oh, like the intro? Like you talking yes. about like the little uh, – yeah, that was pretty badass. Like they yeah, had like some so, good music on there and, with it. Well, every time I see like a like – a, it's always commercials when it's their retirement year, when we're, or athletes in general, their retirement year. Right. People make commercials saying, oh, dear Jimmy or dear Michael, dear Dale, thank you for all of this. I'm like, guys, stop trying to make me cry. I'm, I, I want to watch sports. <laughs> no, you want to know the worst one? the worst one ever that like to this day, like the moment I saw it, like I, I about bald, like, like a, like a little, like a little baby boy, like <laughs> cried my eyes out was when Dale Earnhardt Jr. Retired and they played that song the night we met. And it was just the bud number eight car on a track by itself. And it was showing mm-hmm. the flashbacks of like Dale Earnhardt and then, and then Dale Jr. Growing up and then him losing his dad and then coming back. Dude, that is the most emotional sports commercial. I feel that like one, in NASCAR history. That one and the D-Way commercial from for basketball. Yeah, D-Way one. Last year, that one got me last year, the D-Way one. Like, gosh. It's nice to cry about that now. Was it, is it Gatorade that puts these together, I think? It's it it? Budweiser. Budweiser, yeah. It's always Budweiser that makes the commercials that make you want to cry. Right. It's like, it's like they, have, they have successfully went from being funny commercials for Super Bowls to tear-jerking commercials. Like that's, that's been their yes. evolution. It has been their evolution. Right. We, we need funny back because I'm tired of crying <laughs> over sports. Like I just don't want to do it. Exactly. You're in the Super Bowl. I also want to cry during a Super Bowl. Right. Yeah, no, exactly. Like you want to be uplifted, like happy. So I don't know, but, um, but yeah, Johnson, like I, I have a feeling that like something's got to give, like he's got to at least win one race like this year. Like, and, and if it doesn't like, it's almost like it's unfulfilled. You know what I mean? Like, cause it's yeah. like the one race, like, it's just kind of like that last nail in the coffin. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. just like, okay, like we got it out the way. We got us a win. We're going to ride out this season as a victor at some track. It will mm-hmm. be okay. So that's, that's to me, like that has to come somewhere. Don't really know where that could be yet. We got to do more research on it, but it's got to come from somewhere. I, I will love seeing Jimmy Johnson. And to be honest with you, growing up, I was a Tony Stewart guy. I love Tony Stewart. I love the, the I was love Tony Stewart. But and so growing up, I did not like Jimmy Johnson one bit. Yeah, I did not like one, <laughs> one bit. 
I like, was not a Johnson I couldn't fan. stand him. When I saw him win five championships in a row, I think I said my first cuss word at Jimmy Johnson. How old were you? I think 10. You probably had a pass. Like, if your parents weren't fans of Jimmy Johnson, you got a pass. I think they didn't care about NASCAR. My, my mom did, at least. Oh, well, that's good. Uh, yeah. See, like, <laughs> that's how my mom was, too. Like, my mom was, like, all in it for the hots, like, for the drivers. Like, she was a big Casey Kane fan because he was hot. Because she was, like, would always say, like, all the hot drivers. Like, that was her hot. Yeah. Ones. And then my dad would just get mad, and then we would have to leave. And then I would be like, I don't want to go anywhere. Like, I'm well, me and that, right here. Well, me and my dad, we were always uh, Tony Stewart guys, so – I followed my dad's footsteps as a Tony Stewart fan when I was growing up. Then China changed over to uh, Dale Jr. after about 2013 because who wasn't a Dale Jr. fan? Right. At one exactly. point, I was. Then, hand up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We all, we all you see, were. You see the background back here. Yeah. You see. You see who I started out with. I bought my a Dale Earnhardt shirt today. To the- <laughs> oh, nice, dude! I've been spending so much money on like online on these shirts, and like everybody that's listening to this needs to go out there and get some good vintage NASCAR gear. And then, oh, of definitely. course, we, we make our own. You know, we got on the Garage Guy <laughs> store. We got the, got the Slam Brad K shirt. But um, uh, but drunk, yeah, man. Drunk Brad K. Yeah, on dude. ESPN. Big, big pint, baby. Big pints. Yeah, even though Miller Lite's <laughs> pulling away from him this year, which I think is completely stupid. But yes, you know, that's their call that's their call but anyway he he led the the race today he started out and he was one of the picks that I had me and Drew both talked about him typically I don't play the guys that are on the pole but with it being Darlington the history kind of shows that the the pole winner is going to get a lot of laps led and in in fantasy NASCAR you need that you want to have that that balance there for your lineups and then have a lot of other guys that are going to get that place differential so playing him, I was a little bit nervous, but I did shake up some different lineups that I did have him in and didn't have him in. And he still had a, de- a decent day. It wasn't so bad. But, I mean, when he fell back to 11th right there at the end of that race, that's where it got, you know, kind of rough. But, um, you know, for him going in, you know, now we know that uh, the, the pole sitter going in for next week is going to be Ryan Priest. So a lot of these yeah. guys that are up in the front, they're going to get overtaken really quick. And, and I'm, I will talk a little bit about that getting after, um, after some of this recap of this race, mm-hmm. but getting back on the grind after the Stenhouse Johnson, right. The, the, the big takeaways from today. Um, I feel like starting off with Hendrick motorsports, we saw such a strong, like coming out party for William Byron for Alex Bowman and for Jimmy Johnson right there in the beginning of that race. Mm-hmm. And, and in that moment, I'm like, like when Bowman got the lead, I was like, there is no hope. Like this dude is just killing it. And then I've been saying it now for a while, like Chase Elliott kind of hung back for a little while. He had a, a point in time, like towards the end of the race where he got up there in the top three. Mm-hmm. But I'm at the point now after what Bowman's done, he got his first win last season. He won at auto club, um, dominated auto club by the way, yes. I could say that. And going into here, like, basically, you know, if the it, it turned out the tires just kind of wore out on him and he lost grip. And, I mean, Darlington's a tough track. But for him to start in second and finish this race in second, it says a lot about him as how he's came into his own. And now I'm at a point to where I'm wondering, mm-hmm. is Chase Elliott really going to be able to hold up and be the face for Hendrick or are we going to see more sponsors coming to Alex Bowman now and maybe him taking over that role I don't think so Alex uh Chase Elliott is the franchise boy he is the golden son of Bill Elliott and but here's Chase has all the sponsors he has Hooters he has Napa uh he has a lot he's he's the face of Hooters right now right it's good good to grow up in a racing family right it's good to grow up in a racing family (laughs) Uh, but he has the, he has a nine car. He's driving his dad's number. Like he's, he's shown he's a great race car driver. I just love Chase Elliott and he has the fans. That's the, right. that's the biggest thing. He's the most popular driver right now in NASCAR. Like, what is, what does that say about NASCAR? Like the, to me, like when I think about it, cause it's like, okay, I can't be a total hypocrite because like the majority of us, like when Dale died, we all like went to junior. And I mean, that's, you know, that's normal. Yeah. I mean, that was kind of an abnormal thing, but like you see this time and time again, you see these drivers come in, you know, in the past, they, they do really well. They dominate Then their kids come in and whether they're good or bad, we flock to them. Yeah. I'm not, I have no ill will towards Chase Elliott. I think he's a great guy. I think he's a good driver. He's shown that he can win and he has what it takes. His Roval win last season was like one of the most exciting like races I've watched. I love the Roval. 
I love and, the room. Yeah, getting to watch him do what he did and the way that he celebrated was amazing. So, you know, I think it's maybe it's just, you know, if we see this dominance continue from Bowman doing what he does and then Chase maybe just takes a little bit longer to get warmed up going into the season, I, I, I'm not going to sit here and say Elliott won't win a race this season by any means. He'll definitely find one to win. Uh, and maybe a couple, maybe more after that. But we really could be seeing a resurgence of, of Hendrick again that we haven't seen, you know, since, what, um, Dale Jr. was there, Jeff Gordon, some yeah. of these guys. And, that, and I mean, that's, that's just what Hendrick's known for. But Byron, on the other hand, he, he, he showed a little bit of confidence today. Like, when he was able to yeah. get up front like he did, I was like, maybe these iRacing wins helped him. And, and I didn't realize until all this started how – you know, influential iRacing can be like from, especially in a time like today, crossing that over to an actual race. Yes. Um, William Byron, he is the king of iRacing, basically. Uh, he has won a billion races probably on there. It's, we joke around, he's probably won over a thousand, but he's, we say a billion because it's, we'll say a billion, better. billion gazillion times yeah. a trillion. A, a zillion, we'll say a zillion. Yeah. Um, but, William Byron, I love William Byron. When I saw him, he got the pole for the Daytona 500 last year, and he led a lot of laps for that 500. I was like, this guy's going to be something one day. He's going to be something huge for the sport. Only thing I don't like about Byron, he has—he don't have a personality that really people can connect with. Like that's, right. that's, that's, that's what Chase Elliott has. He has a personality that fans flock to. Like right. he's that Southern boy. He is that he's that redneck. He plays pool at Dawson Dawsonville, the pool he's got, hall. He's a little edgy. He's got the little edge. Yeah. And he's cool. He, I mean, he's genuine in real life too, man. Like oh, I, yeah. I've, I've gotten to talk with him a little bit. And so I've I see that comparison as much. And I, I did want to say this though. You're you, what you said about William Byron without the personality. That seems to be a common theme amongst a lot of drivers now. Because me being out at the track, like there are definitely drivers that have it that are very personable and out in the open. And then I meet a good bit of them, though, that are very like shy and reluctant. And you have to wonder if that's a product of them growing up and like like being homeschooled or like all they're doing is like racing. They don't really socialize a lot. And that's where I kind of like started to like get a little bit, I guess, of, uh, of empathy there. Because like I had to realize like we were around Joey Logano a lot. And mm -hmm. with me being around Joey and talking with Joey, you know how I am. And the people that listen to the show know how I am talking with Joey is a little awkward at times because like I'm sitting there trying to like, you know, do my thing or whatever. And he, it kind of goes over his head and I'm trying to like sit there and like get with him. Finally, like I'll get something out of him and he does his own thing and we'll, we'll chat. But I, I want to see more of that in NASCAR. We need that personality yeah. that needs to come back. It's a huge part of it. That's what I think that was a big part of what made it successful in the nineties. Yeah, like the two biggest guys right now who have the I said four biggest guys right now who have the biggest personalities are Chase Elliott, Ryan Blaney, Bubba Wallace, and Clint Boyer. Yeah. Clint Boyer is will always have the biggest personality no matter who it is. Absolutely. Like Clint Boyer is this comedic gold. Yeah, he's gonna be great really, when he gets in the booth. Oh my gosh. But I think he's gonna be better than Gordon. He's already better. And like that that's another thing. Too. Like Gordon Gordon is, you know, he's learning and coming into his own, but like when it comes to natural talent. Yeah. Clint's got that. Yeah. Well, Gordon has his time at Fox is actually kind of limited because when Rick Hendrick retires, he's going to take over full ownership of the company, like running day-to-day -day operations. That's right going to be like, wild. That's going to be pretty fun because right now he's just, I think he's a part – he's like a half of an owner right now. So, Gordon I – like, I love Gordon in the booth, but I just miss like watching him race. Most of, most of those guys like that, I think the only one that successfully could have pulled it off if he would have lived would have been Earnhardt. I think oh, that Earnhardt would have been able to, like, light it up, dude. Like, he would have lit it up. But, you know, looking at, like, Gordon and then looking okay. at, like, J like, Jimmy Johnson. Like, I couldn't see Jimmy Johnson in the booth. He oh. just does not have the personality for it. I can, I can hear Earnhardt right now saying, why the hell is he doing that move right there? Yeah. Like, like, like old, the, there's old-ass like, Dale Earnhardt. Just like, Dale Jr.'s, like, Dale Jr.'s <laughs> making a move on the, on the track, and he says – Dale, son, why are you doing that shit? <laughs> right? Oh, dude, him and Mikey, because you know it would have been him and Mikey. Not not Mikey. Yeah, well, yeah, oh. probably Mikey. Him, Daryl, and Mikey. That would have been it on Fox. Oh, my god. Fox would have been king. And NASCAR would still be on ESPN right now. Guaranteed. Oh, definitely. Guaranteed. It's a lot. You can go ahead. The, the whole sport would be different. We, we can talk about that for hours. But one oh thing, gosh, yeah. go, 
going from Dale and then going into talking about uh, another thing that was huge from this race was the presence of the of two rookies, which was Tyler yes. Reddick and John Hunter Nemechek. So just bouncing off of Dale Earnhardt, going to RCR, Tyler Reddick, I've been saying it, and I, and I don't think that I'm some prophet for knowing it because everyone knows it. you got a two-time Xfinity Cup winner. Go into this number eight car. Daniel Hamrick leaves out of it. RCR is having these troubles. They can't figure anything out. And then Reddick gets in this car. I knew from the moment that I watched him finish at Kansas, I believe it was, last season when he was in the 31, I knew Mm -hmm. when this dude gets to a cup car, RCR will have a championship driver again. It's coming. Like, And I I might be a little early to say it. I don't give a shit. He's going to win a championship. That dude has <laughs> talent. And, and what's, what's crazier about it is the fact that, you know, I have nothing against Austin Dillon by any means. I have nothing against him driving the three car. It's his grandfather's team. It's his choice, whatever. But when you get a guy coming in with the lesser team, the lesser equipment, whatever you want to call it, driving that number eight car, and he's finishing a race in the top five after starting in 29th, and he's not the three team, that's a problem. That's that exposed. Like it, like it was exposed today and there, there's nothing you can do about it. Now it was exposed at Phoenix before all this stopped. Mm-hmm. Like it's been exposed. I mean, like, I don't know how, how do you feel about Reddick? I mean, obviously you gotta have to have good stuff to say. I love Tyler Reddick. I think he, um, he being a two time Xfinity champion, you know, he shows that he's a winner. He is a proven winner. Absolutely. Alston Dillon has not proved that he can win in recent years. Not since his dates, 2017 season, the year he won the 500. Was it, eight, was it 18, I thought? Was it 18? I think, I think it was 2018. And let's, right, let's be real about that, too. Like, I mean, that was kind of, like, by happenstance in a, in a way. Yeah. <laughs> and the Coca-Cola 600, he, he just didn't run out of gas. Yeah. But – Austin Dillon, he he has the three car cuz granddaddy the RCR Richard Childress, right. but it's Austin Dillon that's not winning races. You know, you're driving the three car. You're driving the three car that is nostalgic with NASCAR history. People want to see that three car in Victory Lane every week, no matter if you if you like Austin Dillon or not. You just want to see the three car in Victory Lane. Yeah, that's Don't it. Okay, who's and, driving it? And there's no rebranding the three. And like you, you can try, you can try to sit here and say, you know, oh well, it's a new car, new team, whatever. And I, I've, I'm guilty. I've probably said it a couple of times, you know. Mm-hmm. And and I've, I think we all just want to see Austin do well. We want to because we want to see that three car do well. And I mean, I like Austin. I like his personality. I like what he does on social media. I think he's an amazing guy. And yes. I know that he has it in there somewhere. But it's like, it's just finding that that whatever it is like that, that chromosome or finding that, uh, you know, just that, that stuff in his blood to just get it boiling and get him like to be more aggressive out there on that track. Cause like, that's, I think that that's the thing that we're not really seeing a lot of and that we're all expecting because no matter how bad you, you want to be different, you still, you either got to retire the three or you've got to carry a little piece of that along with you yeah. going forward. I think I saw someone today on Twitter. Someone said that, have you realized that all good drivers, people are saying it's the RCR equipment that's bad, yeah, but, no. or is it really the drivers? <laughs> it's like Kevin Harvick, like someone said Kevin Harvick, you saw Kevin Harvick, Paul Menard, Ryan Newman, et cetera, all leave RCR to go to, a, to different teams and do good there, especially with Kevin Harvick and leaving RCR to go to Stuart Haas and won a championship, but like, is RCR really done? Like Clint Boyer is another guy who left RCR. But RCR's equipment is not the problem. It's the driver of the equipment. Yeah, and you can also, like, wonder, like, if the, all those guys left there, if if the thing is really about the management of RCR, and maybe that's a piece of it. But if that's the piece of it, and that's what the problem is, is the management and how things are being handled, then all that does is speak extra volume for Tyler Reddit because that shows that he might be the next once-in-a-generation driver if he can handle that adversity of, of yeah. the team being bad and still get out there and make that car do things that normally it couldn't do. Yeah. So those are all the things that got my, I, I I got li- my wheels turning. I would like to see Tyler Reddick in the three car, actually. Yeah. If you, like me, was talking I'm earlier. I'm glad I'm not the only one. <laughs> I, I, I mean, you was talking earlier. You said that 
he wants somebody who wants the who wants to win. Tyler yeah. Reddick will be is a proven winner. And I'm not saying I'm not saying I don't want to get it twisted. I'm not saying Austin Dillon doesn't want to win. But as far as just like the natural element of just being a really good race car driver, Tyler's got that over Austin right now. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Like, I love the guy. He has a good person. He is a he has a great personality too. Right. Like and he's then, awesome. I will say this: like I've got to talk with him a little bit. He is a good guy. But the other guy that's on this list is John Hunter Nemechek. He's a guy that I did not see coming. I knew about him. I knew that he had uh, he had filled in. Um, I think he filled in for was it who? It was not David Reagan, the other driver. Matt Tift. Yeah, he filled in for Matt Tift. Tift. And when he filled Last in season. for Tift, it's like we we saw him. He didn't like. He wasn't like you know over the moon spectacular, but he was good. And then we see him take over David Reagan's thirty eight when he takes over that car. And now today at Darlington, toughest toughest track in NASCAR. I don't care what anybody says. Dude finishes in what ninth place today? Yeah, incredible. Like, and and it was another guy that we had picked just because of his starting position. You know, like when when you're looking at where he started from on the grid, you're like, oh well, well shit. Like, you know, even if he doesn't finish that well, you're still not going to, you know, have a lot of uh, a lot of money that you're wasting here. So putting him in and then having him finish where he did was a huge reason why a lot of the people that listen to the show and a lot of people that read our articles on Rotoballer did really well in tournaments today as, as well as us. So Nemechek is another one that we're going to have to watch out for. I don't know if he's like right where Redick is, but I will say that for him to take that car, because David Reagan didn't really ever have that many great races, for him to be able to take that car and do what he did today, that gives me hope for that team. And shows, again, like a tweet I put out today, it's not the plane, it's the pilot. Just like yeah. you had said and I had said, man. Uh, I saw something that it was like Front Row's Motorsports' first top ten victory. That's not a super speedway track like Daytona or Talladega. That's big. Since like four years. Yeah. Like, this kid is good. He's really good. He's the son of Joe Nemechek, who was an amazing driver in the truck series, etc. Big Joe. <laughs> But I like John Hunter Nemechek. He's a young guy who I personally can get relate to because he's he's my age. I I feel like I'm gonna relate to a lot of younger drivers. Like, uh, what's Jeff Burton's son name? Jeff Burton's son's. Uh, oh, it's not coming to me right now. Harrison. Harrison. Harrison yeah, Harrison yeah. Burton. I I can relate to that kid because he's like only like a couple of days old, younger than me. Yeah, and you're so 19, like, right? Or 20? I'm 19. I'm 19. There's a young cat, so, young cat on the garage, yeah. guys. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Youngin, youngin over here. We dig it. Hey, <laughs> we don't discriminate, man. You're you're hyped up about NASCAR. We need more people around that age. Yes. To be hyped up so, about this shit. Not gonna lie, I, I kind of zoomed out uh, NASCAR from like 2015 to 2017. You're not alone. Didn't really care, <laughs> didn't really care about the sport that much because I was right. in high school and nobody liked NASCAR. But after when I got out of college, me, one of my best friends, he he was a big NASCAR guy, so I was like. And I might as well get back in the sport. So that me and my best friend can connect over again. And I just fell back in love with the sport. And yeah. I'm watching NASCAR videos every day, like like history videos. Like, this is amazing. I love You're just catching up. Just catching up. I'm, just catch, I'm catching up on a lot of stuff I missed. Right. And I'm sad. Like, to be honest with you, I didn't even watch Dale Jr.'s last race. Oof. I'm mad. And I'm mad myself. I didn't, I did that. Get out of here. I'm kicking you out. You're done. I'm mad. I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, 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 I'm mad myself. Oh uh, man! Look, look. The, all that matters is we're here now. That's what matters. We're here now, and we're following it now, and we're uh, we're going to be a part of the uh, of the the next wave, the next bringing yes. of the sport. So I'm excited about that. And going back to the old stuff, um, Matt Kenseth coming back today did way better than I expected him to do. But it just shows yes. that like when you have something, you have it. Him being able to do what he did, finish in the top 10 today, was huge. And that's a big indicator that this is going to be a guy that we got to watch out for. And especially the fact that he can um, qualify for a championship. That's yes. Well, it's also back what you said earlier. It's not, the it's not the point. It's the pilot. That's right. Kyle Larson wasn't doing that well this season running too well. Right. Darlington's like, been one of his better tracks, like, though. I will say that before all the crap happened, Darlington was one of Larson's better tracks. Well, he always because it's the high line. It's the Larson high line. It's Larson's. It's the Ride the wall. Ride the wall. It's dirt, baby. Yes. <laughs> like, that's like, it. I, I, I saw Larson. Uh, he uh, 
he did that Knoxville track last week, and he finished like seventh. I was like, oh, Lars is doing Larson things, not finishing the top like top five. Yeah, I was like, Larson doing Larson things. <laughs> like you're winning, you're. This is dirt track. This is what yeah. you're specialized at. That's where that's where he needs to stay. He needs to stay in dirt. He's just he, that's, he, he, that's he what he does. He'll become a Kenny Schrader. He, he'll a Kenny Schrader. That's it. There and you Kenny go. Wallace. Key Wallace. Key Wallace. Key Wallace. That dude just gets drunk on Instagram every day. Like, that's all he ever does. He's actually blocked by Michael Waldrop. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Because, like, Kenny – like, I remember hearing Mikey talk about that. He's like, I get tired of seeing it. Like, I can't deal with it. And, like, he's fake, too, bro. Because, like, I hit him up. He'd be liking my tweets. And I'd be like, hey, I tried to, like, schedule him an interview with Randy to get on the mm-hmm. show and he was like liking the tweets and stuff and i'm like all right we'll shoot a message and like, let's make it happen and he just backs out it's just like oh you sketchy you sketchy kenny we're watching yeah. you keeping our eyes like, on you i sent you a tweet earlier that said matt kenseth is the dad that walks into the music store with his kid and picks up a guitar <laughs> yes says, i used to play a while ago this sees let's see here and it plays eruption by van halen note for note nascar nascar cast man he's hilarious Dude. i love his stuff i love well, I his stuff. That, i was like well that basically it sums it up, dude. I mean, he was when when he was doing when Kenseth was on there doing his uh, he was doing his little interviews or whatever for Chip Ganassi. They were asking, him, "What's your favorite band?" He's just like straight face, just like Metallica, like, and he doesn't like budge. So like, I had to go and make a little Metallica video shrine to him. Like how it was, what was I don't know if they were at Dega or Daytona, but like he was literally coming around and like he was the only car that avoided it, and it was just the biggest fucking pileup of like all time. That's and the one that just, um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's the one that the Junior had a concussion in. I'm yeah. reading Dale, I'm reading Dale Junior's book. You're right. right now. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely yeah, right. Yeah, I'm reading his book right now, so I'm learning a lot of, of the Dale Junior history of why his, of his concussions, which is a great read. Definitely recommend to everybody who listens to the show because it informs you a lot about what happens with his how he later part of his career why he wasn't doing too well or for a while it's, that's it's, good it's, too i think a lot of people need that i mean because like there was a lot of people that i mean we still were very proud like if, if you're a fan of junior you were really proud no matter what but a lot of people probably need that a little bit of that closure maybe or understanding and yeah. um but i mean like i said he he's still going to be marked down i mean he's in the nominated for nascar hall of fame so he's still marked down yeah. Um, so there's nothing against that, but Kenseth did have a really good day. Um, Ryan Newman coming back, unfortunately, his day wasn't as good as we thought it could be. But good to see him back in a race car. It's great sitting man back in a race car. Right, it's, it's so good. It's it makes you feel good, and and then also too because just like how somebody can go through something like that and know that the equipment is that stacked for NASCAR. Yeah. So it's good. Like you're, you know, it's 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 basically you're playing in a video game on iRacing, and it's almost kind of it's very similar and close. Like there, there still is that slim chance that something really bad could happen. And we got kind of mm-hmm. reminded of that uh, for the at the Daytona 500, but it's literally probably the closest sport to a video game that you can get as yeah. far as like not dying. So that's yeah. it. And it never used to very be that close. way. So that's, what's crazy about it is how dangerous of the sport it actually is and how safe mm-hmm. it is. That's just, it's mind blowing shit. Dude. It's very mind blowing how realistic it. I uh, love it. And I'm, I'm, it's got me wanting to get in a car even more. And, and I'm, I'm pissed because you are a lucky ass <laughs> motherfucker because you got to drive. Tell, tell, tell the listeners about this. Like tell, tell a garage fam about the time you got to drive a car before we wrap up. All right. So it was the week after Dega race in October. And my dad was doing a, a thing for a safety meeting at, at, the, at Dega at the library, the, uh, the International Sports Hall of Fame. Well, part of the meeting was that you get to do the Richard Petty drive experience for free. Amazing. Yeah. So I got to run 16 laps at Dega going about 160 miles an hour on the back stretch because I was not really comfortable going on your 80 yet because I was, I thought I would hit the wall or a tire was going to blow out. Not going to lie. And you got to be going fast as hell to get around this. Well, curves. here's the, here's, so here's the thing about driving at Dega. The car drives itself on the curves. So, like, it drives itself when you're going into turn one. It's all you got to do is just hold it like this, and it's going to drive perfectly. It's not like when you're driving on, on an Xbox, like, you have to do you're this and moving you're, all over you're the moving place all around shit. the trace. Yeah, I don't like, want none of that. I don't want that. Like, it's just perfect. And I just, it was such a fun time. I was quoting Ricky Bobby 
as much as I can out there because <laughs> you, like, you had to go cliche with it. Yeah. I had to go cliche. I was like, I'm having a great time out here. I'm driving a race car. Dude, all like, right. I was having fun. You got to call Russell because I don't even know if I can work this out. Like, me and Russell are cool, but I don't know how cool we are. You got you to hook that up for me. I got to call That was actually nothing with Russell. That was all oh. Richard Petty driving experience. Okay. So, so it was all Richard. Yeah, it's all will they ever will, will they ever bring it back? Because I know that's a big thing at Daytona. Oh, whew. hopefully. Hopefully they do. I'm going to have to drive to Daytona. But I want to yeah. drive Dega. Like, that's, that's Dega, the problem. Yeah, you just got to find out when they're doing it. Ooh, but it's hella expensive. Thank God I, got, I did it for free. I will, I will go sell everything I own and then <laughs> ask them if I can live in the car when I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, nah, the, I don't want to do it that bad, but, but, <laughs> I, but, you know, hopefully I will get to do it in the future. That's something they, I'm looking um, forward to. Like the, one of the cars I got in, they couldn't, I couldn't fit in it because I was too tall for it. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah you so are a tall. You are a tall guy. Yeah, so they had put me in a guy that they had put me in a car that was a little bit roomier. It was a number the number eighty seven of all cars. I didn't know even drove this car. Like they put me in a forty three car that was driven by supposedly Dill Earnhardt. They said I was like, not really, but okay. Hey, <laughs> dude! Like at that point, man, it's like you're in a car on. The I'm in track. a car. Like, just take. And that was that was that was the car that I couldn't fit in. I was like, man, I'm bummed out. So right. bummed out. At least you got to drive a car. That's amazing. I got to drive a car. I don't yeah. care what's on it. I don't care what manufacturer, <laughs> what's on it. Just put me in a car and let me go. Funny like, thing, I ran out of gas on the last lap. Oh man! So I had to come back. How I, long I was, did that take? What? How long uh, did it take you to run out of gas? I don't know, but so me, it's a funny story between me and my dad. I ran out of gas a lot going in high school because my gas gauge doesn't work in my car. Well, oh, there was no shit. gas gauge on there was no gas gauge on the the race car, so I couldn't tell my spotter or the the guy who was running the thing down there said I had no gas. Well, I start feeling it slow down going to turn two. I'm like, tell my spotter, said, hey, I got no gas. I, I'm running out of gas. I think no gas, like, no brakes, no gas. So I just cruise down the back stretch. And I go on the apron on turns three and four, and I just cruise into the pit stall. Oh, man. At least yeah. you made it back. At least you made it back. At least I made it back. Oh, my gosh. That's a, that's a, be a long walk. That's a big track, bro. It's a big track. Very big track. Love, I love driving by. I drove by it today, actually. We'll be back there in June. That's what's going to be amazing. So, I'm going to be happy to watch that race. And if, if we can get there by some miracle of God, which I doubt, but hopefully we can, I'll try. But if not, it'll be October, and then that's when things will, should be good to go again. Yeah, but um, I love June race in Talladega, Alabama, especially in the humidity of the state. It is hell. Yeah, it's going to be, be It'll be I've never been. Track. I've never been a day in June. I've never been to I, Alabama I whatsoever. either. So it's going to be, uh, it's, it's going to be, hell. it's just going to be different all around like the rest of the season, like which is something we just have to conform to, I guess, but it, uh, yes. it's, better, it's better than no racing. We'll put it that way. It's better than no racing. Definitely. <laughs> um, but, I, just, I just can't wait to, this, this upcoming stretch of seven racing in 11 days. Is be it's amazing. tough, dude. It's tough. My question is amazing. My question is for the Atlanta truck race, is the Kyle Busch bounty still in effect? I saw something about that earlier, actually, and I'm pretty sure that that's still on. That's still yes. going to be a thing. So, yes. um, Bob Cockers tweeted something about it, and they were people were bringing it up, mentioning it. So, I'm pretty sure that's still full blown. They're not going to forget about that because I mean, <laughs> like, it's like, how can you forget about that? You know what I mean? Kyle, Kyle a coronavirus pandemic is not going to get you out. It's not getting you out of it. <laughs> it's not getting you out of this bounty. We got you. Except, you except now we have to wonder if Kinsleth is going to take Larson's place. So that's what we have to figure out now because Larson was set up to run truck as well that's right so we got to figure gosh, out who's going to take it. that up either it's, it's either got to be Kinsley. i don't even know if it can be Kinsley. i don't know who it can be maybe, uh, maybe so maybe somebody will step up that's all hopefully. we can hope for but harvick harvick finishing this race out today um was amazing uh luckily i had mm -hmm. some money on him so <laughs> i was uh i was a happy boy by the end of the race and yeah. now going into wednesday um i think we have a lot better of a picture of what to expect um uh -huh. just to read off the lineup real quick for you guys that may not have heard of it um gonna go ahead and go through uh the entire field so um starting from first we got ryan priest ty dillon joey logano clint boyer ryan blaney ryan newman matt de benedetto brad keselowski eric almarola and austin dillon in the top 10 
then we have Matt Kenseth in 11th, John Hunter Nemechek, Eric Jones, Tyler Reddick, Martin Truex Jr., Denny Hamlin, Chase Elliott, Kurt Busch, Alex Bowman, and Kevin Harvick uh, between 10 and 20. And then after that, that's kind of where the field's going to kind of fall into its normal state where we'll see, you know, Bubba Wallace in 21st, Cole Custer, Michael McDowell, Christopher Bell, Suarez, Kyle Busch, Brennan Poole, Gray Galding, Chastain. Chastain. Chastain will be running the 77 on Wednesday, by the way. So just something to throw in there. Um, then we have Joey Gase, Corey LaJoy in 31st, Chris Busher, Timmy Hill, William Byron in 34th, Quinn Huff, Garrett Smithley, Jimmy Johnson in 37th, BJ McLeod, and then Ricky Storybook Stenhouse nice. in 39th. So that is your field for Wednesday's race. I'll go ahead and tell you right now, Kyle Busch, I will probably have him in a lot of lineups. Uh, regardless of what price will be. And then I may actually, like, I may throw a little bit of Jimmy in there just depending on what uh, – I don't think he can make the same mistake twice that he did today. And Jimmy starting in 37th is just like – we know he's definitely going to be able to work his way up. So oh, definitely. He might be somebody to look at as well. And we'll have more information out on that um, coming in it- the rest of the week. I think there'll be another competition caution. Did you like the competition caution, how they did it today? You got to do it, man, especially for a race like this. It just – it has to be done. I I don't mind the way they did it whatsoever because without practice and without qualifying, you got to give them a little something so that they can Mm -hmm. adjust themselves and give everybody a fighting chance. Well, I like today was actually the freeze in the field type thing. Yeah. That was actually pretty cool because, like – you're getting we're getting used back to things. We're getting back to normal normalcy a little bit slowly, and it's going to take time. And we'll we'll see things change. I mean, I'm sure we'll see some things switch up when it gets closer to, um, you know, the end of June. Like we'll see some things kind of getting back into their own groove. So there's uh there, there's definitely going to be the changes, but at the same time, it's just like hey, gotta be excited that racing's back. Nothing wrong with yes. that whatsoever. And there's yeah. always the the NASCAR fans out there saying. Well, NASCAR being NASCAR, no fans at a track. Top thing I was like. Get out. Who you said that? This? You don't follow these people. I, 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 I never I, saw any of that. But what I saw a lot today was NASCAR Twitter was like saying a lot. I saw a lot of tweets saying, wow, NASCAR's cool. I'm going to start watching this more. I'm like, let's go. Yeah, like, that's what I, I'm saying. I, this is a huge time for I, us. And if you're finding this podcast and you've stuck with us this long, we appreciate you and thank you. And, and this is what we're trying to bring to society is to show you guys that it's not this, you know, we definitely, we cut up at Dega and we have some fun. We do them. And <laughs> I, I wear my stash all the time or whatever, but you definitely get a little bit more loose, a little more rednecky when you get to Dega, but that's just a part of the culture there. Yeah. And, you know, the thing about it is, is that NASCAR we're, is headed for so many changes coming into the next, what we, I think, 2023 is when we're going to see the new car because yeah. of the delay. So there's so much to look forward to for this sport. It's not going anywhere. It's changing. And, and I, this opens it up to an entirely new generation to be able to take, take it under its wing and mm-hmm. you can either carry it or drop it. And I'm going to choose to carry yeah. it and I'm going to choose to continue to get more people under that wing. And then to also look in the fantasy side of things, because, you know, we do fantasy sports here. We love fantasy football. We dabble into fantasy basketball and fantasy NASCAR is our strong suit. That's what we, so where we bag tourneys. That's where we win the majority of our money on DraftKings and FanDuel. So, you know, we're definitely going to keep bringing that content. It's not going anywhere and NASCAR is not going anywhere. And I think today proved that, that, that a lot of people realize that, this is some cool shit. Yes. <laughs> stay around. It's so fun watching cars going 160 miles an hour or better yet, 200 miles an hour at Dega. And one little mistake can cause all our crew. Changes everything. Yes. And it's Changes also everything. like, yeah, you know, logistics thing about the pit stops. Oh, what do we do here? Who's going to go? Who's pitting when? Like during mid-race pit stops are the biggest crucial things in my opinion. Yeah. There, those – I love NASCAR so much. We love it. We love NASCAR. I love it so, I, I love it so much. Well, G Curb, I thank you so much again for being on the show. You're definitely going to have to come back here. Uh, let us know what you think. Again, this is our second video podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. If you're listening right now in your car, you can check it out on YouTube. You can see, uh, you can see my mug, and you can see what G Curb looks like because he's here. And uh, mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll be uh, I'm sure we'll be having you on uh, here and there throughout the uh, rest of the year, and maybe moving forward, man. We appreciate. Oh, definitely. It. I love it, guys. Um, just follow my Instagram, G Curb. 
is the place to follow me. Also, gkerbo underscore hbk on Twitter. Follow me some some great content there. I post a lot of stuff. Starting from not just NASCAR, but from college football, basketball, to all the way to wrestling, which I love. That's my strong suits, wrestling and college football. So y'all follow me on there for some great content that I'll be talking about soon. And some big plans are coming up, but we'll get to a feature on a later date. Absolutely. So. Before you go, Goldberg or Stone Cold Steve Austin? Um, you know what? I love Goldberg, but let me give you a hit. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. I just don't do a Stone Cold. I do a Steve Weiser type thing. I'm at Dega only. Heard Definitely. All. Only uh, at Dega. I'm going to have to get – I'm going to get me some sparkling waters and do that. I don't know if it will be as manly, but, I mean, hell, we'll try. <laughs> yeah. But, I, I, I did them in football games all the time. We just got a <laughs> touchdown, which was really rare. Um, yeah. Yeah, you're yeah. an Auburn fan, right? No, no, I'm talking from my high school. Oh, it made more sense <laughs> yeah. with Auburn. I had to give you shit. Well, <laughs> shit. Um, my high school went four, for 30, four, went four wins and 36 losses while I was in high school. Oh, so, damn. it was really rare for us to score a touchdown. So, That's when we rough. score a touchdown, I would – celebrate on silence do some stone cold ones like the you manager get mad. the manager gets mad because i'm wasting one i'm like i don't care <laughs> take, well, you take, take, them, take them how you can get them man you this, is the, first touch, this, this is the first touchdown we scored in two games chill out <laughs> yeah it's like easy pal but no but yeah dude thanks again so much man and uh garage fam you know where to follow us at at garage guys fs on twitter uh instagram it's at ggfs podcast you can follow me at garage guy chase be sure to follow our boy drew dean who's not with us tonight at chef boy r dean that is c-h-e-f-b-o-i the letter r and dean as in d-e-e-n the dina the deaner He'll be back with us on uh, Friday. We're going to be talking a little bit of Last Dance, uh, waiting for him to get back because, you know, he's a big basketball boy. So it was a great show. Thanks again, brother. And, uh, and you guys be well. Sports party. Repeat. It's the Garage Guys. 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 It's the Garage Guys.